we have so many things. But thou dost know our heart and know everything that we have need of. We're so glad that we can bring it to you in prayer, knowing that you understand and will give to us of thy goodness, not that we are worthy of it, but because thou hast promised it to us. I'm sure that there's many requests in the church this morning for sickness and need one. And we would humbly bring them to thee just now, asking for thy tender mercy and healing power for each of them. We also pray for the convalescents and those who could not get to church this morning. Also for the many that have gathered here now. Many are sick and needy. We see them with crutches and in chairs wheelchairs, and they are needing thy mercy. We pray, Lord, that you'll grant it to them abundantly. May they go out of here rejoicing, healed and well. Many who doesn't show their affliction, but yet maybe heart trouble is just about to take them, or cancer, or some dreaded demon. We pray, Lord, that he'll be cast away this morning. They'll go out of here happy, well. We would remember that little boy that's dying. It was just told us by a loved one that's got cancer and going to die today. If your mercy doesn't spread forth to that child, oh, Lord God. Be merciful to that little boy. Give him deliverance, Lord, if it so be in thy divine will. We're so happy for his testimony that he has accepted thy blood so much that he asked his daddy to bury him in red so they would know he was covered by the blood. We thank you, Lord, for such gallant faith of little heroes march forward to meet the end of life, embracing through their hearts the cross and there showing the mark of blood. If it be all possible, Lord, spare the little lamb and let him live. We ask for others. And then, Lord, we pray for the services this morning. There are some here maybe that doesn't know you as their Savior. If that be so, may this be the day that they find these precious to their life as a Savior. Those who are needing healing find you as a healer. Lord, may you come to your servant this morning. May I find you as the preacher. Well, we commit all this to thee asking that you'll answer in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. We are always glad to come into the house of the Lord, into the assembly of the firstborn.
And I was, as usual, late. I didn't think it was going to get here unless I could hitchhike. This is a good joke for the wife. She's sitting in here somewhere. She left this morning, and I was down in the basement studying, and she said, I got the keys, Billy, and come to find out she had the keys to the garage, too. I couldn't get in. I had an awful time, and after a while, Billy missed me, and he said, wonder why he hasn't come, and he called me, I said, you come right quick. I said, because I got no way of getting down to church. So, we are, I'm happy to be here. So, I'm late, but, you know, as we get over into that other rim where time is no more, Amen. We begin to forget about time. It all blends into eternity, and there's no time no more, no time limit. Paul must have had something like that on his mind the night that he preached all night. Amen. A boy fell from the building and killed him, and Paul laid his body over the boy, and life came back again to the land. I believe I was told by the pastor just now that they got a little baby they want dedicated this morning. So if the mother will bring the little fella just now, we will present him to the Lord, him or her, whichever it may be. And I kind of like this service of dedication. Would you come forward, brother? Good morning, sister. What's the little fella's name? Frank Wayne Dabney. He wouldn't be related to Robert Dabney, are you? Frank Wayne Dabney. How old is he? Eight weeks. Hasn't been in this cruel world very long. Well, he's the fruit of your union, and now you want to present him to God that he might be a servant of his. Is that right, sir? God bless you. Well, I hold a little treasure. You're a real cute one. Just look at that. Little Frank Dabney. Let us pray. Your heavenly Father, in the days that you're walking here on earth in the form of man, called the Lord Jesus. They brought to you little children, and you laid your hands upon them and blessed them and said, Suffer little children to come to me. And forbid them not for such is the kingdom. This mother gives into my arms this morning this little lad who I present to me. Pray, Lord, that you'll bless the little fellow. Amen. Bless his home, may be reared in a Christian home. An admonition of God may be raised. And if there be a tomorrow, may he preach the gospel as it's so ordained to be. Get him along and life healthy. Bless his parents. May every good thing that you promised come upon this little boy. The mother has presented him into our hands as the elders of the church. And now we present him to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, may you bless this child. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We got a 
some handkerchiefs here to be prayed over, but I'd rather do that after we start praying for the sick and the anointing for the service comes. Then we'd be better if we prayed for them at that time. Glad to see many of my friends in. I believe I see Brother Charlie Cox back there in the meeting, and I also see Brother John O'Bannon from Louisville and many other friends around who I, I recognize. And so we're happy to have you in assembled with us this morning to serve the law. Now, we are anticipating after a while to start a revival here for a few days. We are praying to this end. I feel that if God doesn't bring a revival or put it up on our hearts, then the revival is our own effort. And then if we wait and He feels that it's time for a revival, then He impresses that on our hearts. Then we feel to have a revival. Another friend and sitting here, Brother Woods' father and mother, and one of our trustees here at the church. We're happy to have them this morning. And going down the street yesterday, a fellow that lived here in the city that was a pretty rough little fellow and always liked him and a nice boy. And my wife lived next door to them, and he was kind of a singer and a musician, and he used to sit over there and pat his foot with the big cowboy hat on and saw a fiddle. But he worked on the WPA, and one day something happened that always reminded me, or kept in my mind, rather, for a long time. It never left. He had several little children, lovely wives. They were poor as poor could be as we all are. And I seen him standing on the step, lined up, waiting for that WPA check to come. And a mailman come up the street. They were so happy that the next day was Easter. They were going to get some Easter candy or something if when Daddy's check come in and when the mailman come, he didn't have Daddy's check. To see that disappointed look on those little fellows' faces. And it always stuck with me, such a disappointment. I missed seeing the man for years, and yesterday coming down the street when our wife and I were coming out of the supermarket or the Quaker made downtown, who did I meet face to face but him? And one of the first things they wanted to tell me is he'd become a Christian. He hadn't drank for years. And I'm glad to have you, Mr. Logston, sitting on the front seat here in the church this morning. He's a member of Brother Junior Cash Church at Charleston, Indiana. Very fine brother. So much better to be a Christian than it is out there in the world, isn't it? Now I think he sings on the programs and plays his music to the glory of the Lord. Amen. Just another trophy of God's amazing grace. Would you like this to stand up, Mr. Lawson? I don't. This man was once a drunkard. 
uh, one of these here hoedown players, you know, the fiddles and things. Now it's all converted to the kingdom of God and his doctrine. Thank you, Lord. Oh, when I was telling Mr. Wood yesterday, I said, when you and Mama get over on the other side and get your mansion and some morning when you're real happy and way down across the hills and into a hall or somewhere with a little cabin built there, when I walk out on the porch and I get over and stand on the porch and go to echo through all them hollers, amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Save the wretch like me, I once was lost and now I'm found, was blind but now I see. I told Mr. Wood, I said, well, pat Mama on her shoulder say, praise God. Old Brother Brown made it. There he is down there in his little cabin. If I ever get there, it will be by the amazing grace of the Lord Jesus. Now can we bow our heads just a moment before opening the Word. Lord, we are something like a group of children. We have our human aspects and we our senses of humor, our fellowship together. Now we come to that most sacred part of any servant to read the infallible word of the living God. I'd ask, Lord, that you would speak with every word. May it go forth and sink into the hearts of the people. And will reap the harvest for which it was intended. May the great Holy Spirit come among us now and take these words that shall be read and divide it to us savorly as we have need. For we ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake, amen. In the 80th Psalm, I wish to read a potion. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, thou that leadest Joseph like a flock. Thou dwellest between the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Stir up thy strength and come and save us. Turn us again, O God. Cause thy face to shine and we shall be saved. O Lord God of hosts, how long wilt thou be angry against the prayers of thy people? Thou feedest them with the bread of tears, and givest them tears to drink in great measure. Thou makest us a strife unto our neighbors, and our enemies laugh among themselves. Turn us again, O God of hosts, and cause our face to shine, and we shall be saved. Thou hast brought a vine out of Egypt. Thou hast cast out the heathen and hast planted it. My subject this morning, if the Lord permits it, for just a short time is going to be on planting the vine. 
and where to plant it. It's strange how God in many places uh, represents his people in different ways. Not long ago we were speaking where he represented us as an eagle, and he being an eagle himself, and we his little eaglets. And I trust that uh, everything will go right. The last time I spoke on that, I got a letter where that great city, and many of you know where is that in Ohio, that the ministerial association gathered together and condemned my services because that I believe that God called a man to eternal life before the foundation of the world. And to my belief, if God is God, ever was God, He still is God and always was God. If He didn't know me before the world came into existence, then He's not God. Many of you have been reading here at the fairgrounds and so forth on this superstition perception. And some of that, of course, back far back to my ministry. But if you ever studied or had any uh, way of studying mythology, it's myth, something that seems like it is, but it isn't. And in the scriptures, we find that Jambres and Jambres withstood Moses by doing practically the same thing they did by casting down the rod and turning to a serpent. Moses called for plagues, and they could call plagues too, but they could not take the plagues away. They couldn't heal because God's the only healer. But they could cause plagues to come. Then Moses took them away. And then the final showdown came where Moses did just as God told him to do. And I know all this that's about in the world today is finally going to come to one great showdown someday. Because the Bible said, as Jambres and Jambres withstood Moses, so will man with reprobate mind concerning the faith withstand in the last days, but their follies will be made manifest. It's a prophecy that must be fulfilled. And you can see both sides arising now. But Moses did just exactly what God told him to do. He threw down the rod and it turned to a serpent. And these two sailors came out and threw down their rods and it turned to a serpent. Moses was at the end of his intelligence and at the end of his strength. But that's where God wants to get us. Just to the end of our road. Then he stepped in. It's just like him. Maybe you're so sick this morning that the doctor says you can't live. Drowning man will reach for a straw. That's the way it is. 
when we try to uh, get all that we can work ourselves, it's humanly that we'll do it. But when it comes to a place where there's no other hope, them who doesn't believe in divine healing will believe right away then. It's their only hope. And Moses was at the end of his reach. Then God steps in and calls his serpent to eat up the serpent of the other man. Then his serpent was no more. Now in superstition, perception, and in mythology, and all spiritualists, let me just, before I start on my text, set you straight with this by the help of God if I can. The devil can make things seem right, but they always prove that they are not right. Now, they've never been able to get a picture of any of these here spirits that they have up here because they're actually not there. But when it comes time for God to prove the science He was God, He permitted the picture to be taken. It's lasting forever. The examiner said the light struck the lens. The light was actually there. It wasn't psychology. So you see what God does is lasting. Moses' serpent swallowed up the serpent of the others, and he could pick it up in his hand. And their serpent was on the inside of that stick. What the devil does is miss. What God does is real. Therefore, I like this to sink deep down into the heart. When God saves a man, he saves. Amen. Don't worry about ever going back. You can't. What God does is eternal. The devil can work you up and make you believe you're saved. But when God actually saves you, you've got it as long as ever it is. Because you've got eternal life. Jesus Amen. said so. Hallelujah. He that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me hath eternal life and shall never come to the judgment but has passed from death unto life. Hallelujah. That's as eternal as God himself because it's his word. Amen. God is one God. He cannot mix himself with other things. He's undivided. God is God. The first commandment is, Thou shalt not have any other God before me. Amen. So you can't mix up oil and water and make it work right. It's got to either be water or oil. And God is still the same God. We've got a religion that mixes up and says, God was once did this and doesn't do it today. Then we're trying to put oil and water together because he, the Scripture says He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It just won't mix with unbelief. Faith won't. We have faith in God. It's eternal. Unbelief has always been since the Garden of Eden. God's always wanted His people to believe this. 
He wanted them to have confidence and to, to show himself among his people. God is a spirit. And St. John, the 15th chapter, first verse, Jesus said, I am divine, ye are the branches. Now, the branch and the vine is connected together. And God has always tried to get a people that he could so dwell in that he could show his glory among his people. So we read here that David cried out and said, Oh, Lord God, come back to us again. We have sinned and have turned away from you. You who dwells between the altar and the cherubim, shine forth again. For he knew that one time he was God among them, and David knew that he was still God. The people had separated themselves from him. God didn't shine forth anymore. It wasn't because he could not shine forth. It was because the people shut off his mercies to them by their sins. Then David goes to our text, Psalms 80 and 7. He said, You plucked up the vine out of Egypt, and you brought it out and planted it in a good place. That was Israel, God's people. That was in Egypt. They were a good bond. They were God's chosen. But if a good bond isn't set in good ground, it will not bring forth good fruit. It depends on where the vine is planted will determinate the results of the crop. So God picks up Israel out of a barren ground. It's something like today we've got in the land many great and fine believers. And they are mixed in all denominational churches. They come from different denominations and different walks of life. That's why in my ministry I have never tried at any time to run down any certain person or any certain denomination because in them all is good people. They are God's called and chosen people. Could you have condemned Israel while it was in Egypt? They just got off on the wrong foot. And their sins had separated them from God, and they were planted in Egypt. That's the way many people are in churches today. Good people just planted in the wrong place. Now, if a real believer is brought to Christ and he's planted in some great denomination that doesn't believe in miracles and signs and wonders of the Lord. That person may be a genuine Christian and a Catholic 
Baptist, Presbyterian, Jehovah Witness, something else. In that church, a genuine sign of God. But the denomination of creed cuts off the life of that time. It can't bear its fruit. And usually what fruit you get off of a vine that's stunted or not in good ground is bad fruit. It'll come forth like apples and be knotted and worm-eaten. It becomes a subject to all insects. A good, healthy vine doesn't even have to be sprayed. It's healthy enough to throw all of its enemies. So is it with the born-again Christians. You don't have to be spraying them all the time and patting them on the back. They're spiritually healthy enough to throw all of the scandal of the world. They are living off of the true nourishment. A tree sometimes, that, or a plant that's been into the desert places and doesn't have enough sustaining moisture, it'll bear a little knotty fruit, and it doesn't look like the fruit that should come from the vine. My brother, sister, that's what it is with the churches today. The sinner comes in after maybe at home coming under conviction, goes and reads his Bible and goes to the churches. Instead of finding great, delicious apples or great, the life of the Lord Jesus being reproduced in the church, it finds little naughty, worm-eaten, denominational we Baptists, we got it there. We got nothing to do with it. We Methodists, we got it. The arms of God reach from sea to sea and from shore to shore. Amen. Can to the utmost. But that's what we find in these places where we go. It is like David also said again. In the Psalms 1, he said, Blessed is the man that will not join up with these scoffers and ungodly people. Not connect with them. Not get in the seat with them. You know, scoffers that say the days of miracles is past. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit is just a make-believe. Blessed is the man that will not do that. Blessed is the man that will stand forth from such a thing. They don't want to mix those together and you cannot mix those things together. Blessed is the man who won't assemble himself and onto one of those things that deny the power of the Lord. Amen. The Bible said, Come out from among such. 
For the day will come when they will be heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. Blessed is the man that will not assemble himself with these scoffers, making fun, calling the true church a bunch of fanatics. He shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. God has put him in a choice spot. Amen. His fruit shall not wither. He'll bring forth his leaves and fruits in the season. Watch how David worded that. This man is blessed. He will be planted, not just set out. You know, I like seeing anything planted. Now, Israel and Egypt was not planted. They were just set out. It wasn't their original home ground. Amen. And a man that's a Christian that rests his eternal destination upon some denominational creed, Amen. he's not in his right place. Amen. He was born to be free and a child of God, to Amen. worship God. But he's under a creed, he can't bring forth his fruit, yet something in him is longing to do it. He shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. Rivers, plural, water, singular. Many rivers coming into the one channel. In other words, he'll be like a man of the Scriptures that breathe all of God's Word, Amen. where the power and the nine spiritual gifts can flow through one God into His innermost being. People don't believe in shouting. The thing of it is they haven't got spiritual joy. Amen. And the joys of the waters of life can flow through. That's the whole lot the matter with the Brandon Tabernacle. Because that unbelief, the tears of the world has bound the people until it cannot produce spiritual growth. That's what's the matter with our nation. That's the matter with our churches. They have no joy, and the joy of the Lord has departed. As was written one time in the scripture, the Hebrew word of Ichabod, which means the presence of the Lord has departed. That's over our churches, because we left off of the original foundation and placed ourselves in the creeds and denominations and permitted the things of the world to dry up our experience with God. Oh, go with me to Arizona. Let me take you to the deserts which I 
Rome so many years. Everything in the desert has a sticker on it. Any little plant you come to, don't get near it. It'll stick you. It's always got a sticker out. Ready to stick anything that comes near it. What's the matter? What made it a sticker? It's because it had no water. That's what dried it up. That sticker is a leaf rolled up. For the lack of water, it becomes a sticker. That's it is with the church today. That when the church gets away from the fountain of life, when it gets away from the joys of salvation, when it gets away from the Lord God, then that person becomes a sticker. Always finding fault. Sticking. No sooner you come up, I'm precious here, I'm a Methodist, I'm a so-and-so. Don't talk to me about that stuff. A sticker. It has no fruit. You take that same plant cactus and put it into a land for a few generations where there's plenty of water. And that sticker will unfold and will come a soft, leaf-bearing fruit. What's the matter with the church today? It's been set into a denomination that has put denominational creeds and bound it. No joy just a sprinkle now and then of a little revival to hold it. What it needs to be is to come out from among scoffers and unbelievers and be blinded by the rivers of water. For there is a fountain filled with blood on Sunday Daniel's Where sinners, unbelievers, plunge beneath the flood, lose all their guilty sins. A tree, David said, that's planted by the rivers of water. Oh, God cannot flow himself to a cactus. Now, water represents life. We know that Moses in the wilderness, he smoked the rock. And it gave forth waters of life to a perishing people. And Jesus said, as Moses smoked the rock in the wilderness, so must the son of man be lifted up. And he was smitten. Life is in a blood cell. And that life cannot come forth until the blood cell is interrupted and broken. When God brought Israel out, He gave them a try as a nation. He plucked them up in Egypt among unbelievers and brought them in His tender care on the wings of an eagle. That great eagle Moses that led them from place to place trying to get them in condition to cross over. For 40 years he led them and fed them in the wilderness. And he nourished the ground, a good ground, a choice ground. And he showed his miracles, signs and wonders. For 40 years in the wilderness, he produced miracles and signs by this prophet to show that he was God. 
who could drop the sea but him? Who could smite Egypt but him? Who dared to raise a hand but him? But in the midst of all of it, he was God. And he showed himself God. He surely wanted his people to be so. Then he spoke to ground of Palestine with the blood of goats and heifers to pull out sheep. But the people would not stand. It wasn't sufficient. Because the life of the bullock, the blood cell broken, the animal life came back, it would not coincide with the human life. But one day God was determined that He'd save His people, His predestinated church. Amen. He had to do it Himself because He predestinated it before the foundation of the world. Man's a failure and always will be a failure to start with. And he'll always be a failure. God in his predestination, in his own great infinite mind, climbed the plan to put a real bond down. And he planted on this earth the vine, the righteous vine. Not a denomination, not a church, not a creed, but a man himself made sex. And he manifested his peace, his power. The great angel of God, the great Jehovah was with him. And in him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And man did not believe him and disbelieve him because he would not cooperate with their creed. Finally they led him away to Calvary. There that blood cell was broken of the precious Son of God. The body in which Jehovah lived that came forth a vine with its roots in glory, with its branches on earth to produce a church of the living God that would show forth His resurrection and His power. Who is these men and women that would deny that? The vine of the living God and the ever-failing presence of the Lord Jesus with His church to live and to show forth His predestinated branches that He caught before the foundation of the earth and swore by the oath that He'd raise them up. And His church today with the glory of His resurrection living in her. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. Amen. Every time the heart beats, the blood pulsates to ever remember the body. Amen. Every time the royal heart of God beats, it pulsates through the name of Jesus Christ to the church. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. Hallelujah. I am with you always, even to the end of the No wonder Peter said on the day of Pentecost, repent every one of you. Be baptized into the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall be filled with the life from the vine. The Holy Spirit. Giving forth his name. That if we're connected with him, he's connected with God because he was the root and offspring of God. 
He came to the earth. The earth was made by him. He came into the world, and the world knew him not. And now today, he, after his dying to give forth the blood, tell to break, that through the blood of Jesus Christ, a church could be sanctified and put in order that the great Holy Spirit, which is the life of the body, the eternal life of the body, that Holy Spirit could pulsate into every member of the church of the living God. No wonder they're odd and peculiar people. No wonder they act strange. They don't have no more affairs of this world. For they are dead and buried in Christ. And have raised to a new life to be the first fruits of them that enjoy the spiritual resurrection. That the Holy Spirit would go if you ever remember and would show forth the glory of God. Like God showed Egypt when he brought forth the vine. Now there is a wild vine. The Bible speaks of it in Second Kings. And did you notice when this creature went out together, he, he got off the wild vine. Those wild vines must grow close to a seminary somewhere. Because it was at the school of the prophets. And he picked a lap full of gourds. He threw him into a kettle and tried to mix it with real genuine pottage. And they cried out to death in the pot. Brother, there is a wild vine growing. And it grows around creeds, denominations. And when it gets out there, it shuts off all the spiritual joy. And the first thing you know, that Vine is dead. But God is determined that his vine won't die. So he plucks it up out of those trees and fills it with the Holy Ghost and sets it down in Jesus Christ's name. Hallelujah. Tears back church and pulsate and live and enjoy. Feel the presence of the living God watching him move and do the things that he did when he was here on earth. Why? His branches, his connection, his roots, his beginning was God. He was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Before there was a world, he was with God. He was the root and the offspring of David. The morning star. The lily of the valley. That he was. His roots are wrapped around God, around the throne, around the kingdom of God. His roots are wrapped. His life spread forth to the earth. And he gave his life that he might go back to the roots and pulsate again to bring forth branches out of that vine, which is his church. Showing forth the same results that he did when he was here on earth. To make him the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, church of the living God, believe this. There he is. When the true spirit of God moves upon the believer, whatever the scripture says, you'll say, Amen. Amen. Why, it's the Holy Ghost that wrote the Bible. 
is in him, pulsating his life. He don't care who's sitting around or what anybody else says. It'll always give him with the word. There is a fault. It's gorgeous. It's off of a wild vine. It's a great vine. Covers all the earth. But it's death. Lord, that's been cast among the people. But remember, me who brings it back to life. Amen. Look it up and set it by goodly place, which is Christ Jesus. Whatever his word is, let it be amen to you. Then the Spirit of God, then spiritual joy will flow like the river. He'd be like a man, a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. His knees shall not wither. He'll not sit in the seat of the scornful or the unbeliever or the ungodly person that lives after the things of the world. But he'll bring forth fruits in his season. What kind of fruit? If you're planted in Christ, you'll bring spiritual fruit. The spiritual fruit of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost lives in you. It was well spoke by the woman at the well. In closing, we say this. She said, when she seen him, he looked like an ordinary man. There wasn't nothing to stick him about it, conspicuous really. For the scripture said there's no beauty we should desire him. We hid our faces from him, and they do the same thing today. If they're not driving off of the spiritual fruit of the spirit, if they're not thriving upon the things that pertains to God, Christ is the ugly thing to them. A bunch of holy rollers, a bunch of crazy people that hasn't got the right mind. But to the believer, he embraces it, this life eternal. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, neither death nor sorrow nor famine. Or nothing can separate us from the Eternally secured in his braces. There we are. When he embraces that cross, the woman said, when he asked the question, would you bring me a drink? She said, it's not customary for you, a man, a Jew, to ask the Samaritan, I myself, such a question. He said, but if you knew, otherwise like this, if you knew how close you were to the fountain of life, I'd give you water that you wouldn't come here to draw. Amen. I'll transplant you, you Samaritan. I'll bring you, you sinner. That's an unbeliever and doesn't believe in it. If you'll only let me pluck you up this morning, he says, I'll plant you by the river of water. I'll put you in a position by the baptism of the Holy Spirit that you'll believe every word that I say is the truth. You just let me pluck you up this morning. You did good, Brandon. You don't belong in that wild thing. You belong over here, so let me pluck you up. And plant you in my name by the side of the rivers, every tributary of God's Word. For every word of God is true. Every divine promise is the truth. I'll plant you by the rivers of one water, one God. Amen. You'll bring forth fruit in your season. Your leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever you do will prosper. 
You'll stand when there's no other place to stand. You'll stand anyhow. Knowing that God made the promise. Let me pluck you up, he says, and plant you over here by this water that you... You don't have to run to these creed places and denominational places to find You can't find it there anyhow. Let me pluck you up to this old dry well here. After I take ten buckets and rattle and fuss and drink a little and come back and drink a little, I'll give you eternal life. Let me, let me do that for you. Christ said to the woman, the sinner, and he says the same thing to the church this morning. You know there is a God, you believe there is a God. But in your affiliation, something's touched There's no spiritual joy. You'd like to feel like they did on the day of Pentecost. Wouldn't you love to have the joy they had when God poured in his life into the first branch of the tree? That tree began to act like drunken people. They staggered under the impact of the Spirit. Lovely, holy little women like the Virgin Mary out there acting like she was drunken or she was drunk upon the Spirit. And she tried to talk and she could not. She had stammering lips, which means cloven with the stammer, trying to say something. She was so full of spirit she couldn't say it. Stammering lips and all of a sudden within the language that they broke out. And a little preacher that didn't know enough to write his own name on a piece of paper turned over a soapbox or something or a stump and jumped on it. And then unbelievers begin to say, These men are drunk! That's that bunch of holy rollers. This little fellow picked up the scripture. Not a pre-book, but the scripture. That ye men of Israel and you that dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known unto you. For these are not drunk as you think they are, seeing it's the third hour day, but this is that which is spoken of by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, if God I'll pour out my spirit. That's what's pulsating them. Would you like to be plucked out of an old creed of some sort and set by the fountains of life? Word, peace like a river. Yes, it shall. You're a little boy standing out there filled with cancer. But as you see the Holy Ghost, and the doctor's telling me, Daddy! His father asked him, are you, are you afraid? He said, I am ready! I'm ready! I'm to leave a testimony in this world. Bury me in red. For it'll be a sign that the blood of Jesus Christ has covered me. Amen. That's what it does. Joy like a river can walk in the face of death. Walk in the face of the world. Walk in the face of temptation. Stand before Christ and shout like an angel. Why? Your life is not your own. You are dead. And you are buried in the name of Jesus Christ and raised again to new life. That he can pulsate to you his blessings. Bring forth a branches that's connected with the vine. I'll put them in a choice place. God said his son was his choice. How do you get in Christ? What did Peter say on the day of Pentecost how to enter Christ? 
He said, repent every one of you. And be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise isn't to you and to your children and to them as far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That included you that's called. Repent. Be baptized into the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. The promise isn't to you. Oh, brother, the true Spirit of God will concentrate on that. So that's yeah. the truth. What's them gourds and wild vines? But the true Spirit of God that wants to be planted in a choice place for the fruits of the Spirit. What did Jesus do then? He said, Be that, that woman wants to accept that. She said, Lord, give me that water. I want that water. Said, Read your old pot set there. You don't need that kind of a water pot no more. You don't need the letter to your creed. Amen. Leave yourself foul, Presbyterian, Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal ways. Lay behind. Come up to the fountain here. Now so fill you with joy that'll flow like the river. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As the old darky said, I got peace like the river. Amen. Flows day and night in the face of death, it flows just the same. Paul said, Death, where is your sting and grave? Where is your victory? But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ. Certainly. She looked at him. She began to talk to him about the place to worship. And he said to her, Go get your husband. I'll let her know if God still lives. I'm the vine. Go get your husband. Why, well, she said, I don't have any husband. He said, that's right. You've got time. And the one you're now living with is not your husband. She turned. What was it? Her, her grasping. The life of her life where she'd been tucked off with this old creed tree. Had tucked hold. And the first pulsation of God came into her branches. Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. I know the scripture says that the Messiah will come and he'll do these things. He said, I'm he. I'm he. She left that old creed lay there. Amen. Just as hard as she could go, she began to scatter the news. Come see a man who told me the things that I've done. Isn't this the very Messiah? Amen. Messiah is the anointed God. Recognize him as being God. Emmanuel, the prophet God. I am the vine, you're the branches. She said, well, you people, you Jews, worship up at Jerusalem. You have a big church up there in Crete. He said, I don't know that. He said, we worship in this mountain. He said, I know that. But the time is coming and now is when those Jerusalem creeds are this Samaritan creed. Don't work! For God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in the truth. That's the branch Truth. Repent every one of you. Be baptized into the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall be connected with the branch. 
You shall have these same things, for the Spirit of God will pulsate through you, bring to you rivers of joy, peace, long-suffering, faith, goodness, meekness, gentleness. It'll give you, make from a, from a wolf, it'll make a lamb out of you. From a buzzard, it'll make a dove. See, it is the Spirit of the living God that changes your nature. Now, come into Him and be grafted in and become one of His branches. For one day, that lifeline that's laid down like this is the life of Christ, the Holy Spirit, hooked with the kingdom of God. God will come down that eternal branch someday. And all those that are dead in Christ will He bring with Him as He lifts up the tree again. Amen. That's planted by the rivers of life. For the evergreen tree never fades or loses its leaves. As it reaches out a branch to you this morning, my dear friend, receive it and be plucked up out of your sin. Be plucked up out of your doubt, out of your creed. I'm not telling you to leave your church. You stay with your church. But come to Christ. That's it. I don't care what church you go to. As long as you come to that fountain that's filled with blood, receive his life and let it raise you. Raise you from the admiration of the world to all the things of the world are dead. He that loves the world are the things of the world, the love of God's not even in you. You can't put pumpkin life in a grapevine and bring grace. If you are Christ, you love the things of Christ, you're filled with the Spirit. You are, he is the vine, ye are the branches. Let him receive you this morning as you did the woman of Samaria and place your life into his life and make you a new creature while we bow our heads. Just a Before prayer, would there be some that would raise their hands and say, pray for me, brother. I want to be so connected in Christ. God bless you. Oh, I I want to be so connected in Christ that my life will shine for Him. Take me out of my, all my fears and doubts and frustrations and creeds and plant me in Him this morning where I can have peace like a river. I'm so nervous. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know how I'm standing. Place me there. Now, while we have our heads bowed, you that can, that raise your hand, would you stand to your feet for this word of prayer? Just we'll pray for you right where you are. Because we have stand right up to your feet now, for you. Making from them all blessed, all associate with this ungodly to walk in a new life from this day on. Grant it, Lord. Thou said, Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knocking it shall be open unto thee. Now they are knocking. I'm asking. May they receive it, Lord. May this day change their lives in such a way that there will never be another doubt in their mind. May they come home to you in that day. They've stood, Lord, this morning. They're standing for you now before their fellow man. Now I said, he that will do such a thing, I will stand for him before God. And the holy angels, but if he be ashamed of me, then at that day I'll be ashamed of him. Lord, they're not ashamed this morning, they're standing. 
Now thou dost keep thy word. Fill them with thy spirit and give them a life of service that in the world to come they may have enjoy the ever-failing presence of the Lord Jesus. And this day henceforth we commit them to thee in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Somebody sh near him, shake their hands at them. Worship the Lord. Just kind of close your eyes. Love on Amen. That was God. Amen. And sinners, unbelievers, unheard of. Christians now, believers, and things in me. doctor that all I know to do, but I just can't make it, seems like. But I believe that God is going to make me well. Amen. You believe that? That's his promise. Now are you planted by the rivers of water? What waters? 
that smitten Christ, that as out of the rock flowed waters to save a perishing people from death, Christ was smitten that out of his body come forth the Holy Spirit, that perishing people might not die but have eternal life. Are you? There's many different things God promises to heal. He was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquity, chastised our peace upon him, with his stripes we were healed. Rivers, rivers of one water, the Holy Spirit. Their first apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, pastors, rivers of one water. There are diversities of gifts. Some are called to prophesy. Some are called give the gift of healing. Some have the wisdom. Some have knowledge by the same Spirit. Some speak with tongues. Some interpret all by the same Spirit. First Corinthians 12, what is it? Rivers. Rivers of many waters. Many waters. Many rivers of one water, the Holy Spirit, Amen. giving many gifts and blessings from everywhere. He brings rich gifts to you. Gifts of healing, gifts of salvation, gifts of the Holy Spirit to work in your church and among the people. Amen. Rivers and joy like the river is made. How beautiful. My faith our prayer. We're not going to be in a hurry. This is the Sabbath. This is the day that you made. We should worship thee all day long, all day and all night. The poet said, the angels keep watching over me. Now we feel that they are near. Father God, I've spoken a very stern thing, but I did not do it. Search my heart, Lord. If I did it through malice, then forgive me, but I did it through love for your branch, your vine. I pray, Lord, that if there be some here that are affiliated in great denominations, remember, I am not trying to ask them to come from that. I'm only asking them not to be bound down with their creed, but to come to thee and be loosed and cultivated and the Spirit poured in. Then their church will become a better church. 
spiritual church which you are coming for, without spot or without wrinkle, washed in the blood of the Lamb. This intellectual world today, Father, has got far away from that. They look for great crowds and great uh, churches like the wild vine. But Lord, we, we stick to that sweet fruit, that fruit of the Spirit that brings sweetness to our soul. We ask now that you bless these sick people that are coming forward to be prayed for. Lord, could I ask you once more, would you sanctify this unworthy branch by your blood that your spirit would pour through it? Show forth the living God that you're the same God that talked to the woman at the well. May it be so that the people might be beyond confusion, that they might see where the Spirit of God really lies is in the heart of a believer, not in some church, but in the heart of a believer. Granted, Father, I'll wait on you now for you to show forth yourself as you showed forth in the days of old, as you showed forth yourself through Jesus who died that we might be clean that the same Spirit that was in Him might come forth through us, bringing the same result. Amen. Grant it, Father, for I commit all things to Thee, in the loving name of Thy Son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. No! out some prayer cards. Uh, we have been in the church, been as congested, just taking and asking all the strangers in our midst to stand up and let the Holy Spirit go out to those people and discern them like that. We did that many times. Now, a few weeks ago, someone said, but it's hard for people to conceive that. But they want a prayer line. So we how many has been here when the Holy Spirit went over the crowd and took every person from the crowd? Sure. Now, I told Billy to give out some cards so we could call up a group and pray for it. To get it through. So then, and immediately after this, we're going to have baptismal service. For you who desire to be baptized, we'll give you a place, time, just in a few minutes. First, we've talked about this. We've talked about this vine, this heritage of God. Now, if that is true, then if we are truly the predestinated branch to that vine, then that same Holy Spirit has to come to us. Amen. And if it does, it'll do the same thing it did through Him. For He is the vine. We're the branches. And if the life that's in the vine has to be in the branch to make the branch live. If it brings forth a difference from what that vine brought forth, then it's the wrong vine. That's what I'm trying to say. It's got to be the same life. Now, who has prayer cards raised up your hand? All right. Where's the start? From 1 to 50 or 1 to 100? Or... How many know? Is the, is the prayer card before... Wait, God. Who has number one? Is there a number one prayer card in here? Is there? 
Well, where to start from? Number 50? One to 50. Oh, oh, here. 1 to 50. All right. Same right there. Number 1. Number 2. Number 2. All right. Same right there. Number 3. Prayer card number 3. Is it in the building? Can they get up? I'm sorry. They give them all the way. Number 3. Would you come here, ladies? Number 4. Who has prayer card number 4? There. Number four, did I see that? Uh, who has number, number four? All right. Number five. Number six. Seven. Eight. Eight. Number eight. Nine. I'll wait here. Number eight, nine. Some people just went out, so it, may, it might have been there. Number nine, number ten. Number eleven. Number twelve. Thirteen. Fourteen. Fifteen. If anybody comes in, Brother Taylor, you watch and see if they got the prayer cards that were sticking in the line. If they might have stepped out to the back there somewhere. Now, I'm going to ask for complete reverence. And just be just as reverent. How many in here is sick and does not have a prayer card? Would you raise up your hands and say, I'm sick and needy and don't have a prayer card? All right. Now, you look this way and you believe. All right, uh, Brother Teddy, real glory. Now, if these people don't come in, we can continue on with the prayer line somewhere else, but we're going to wait to give them a place. Now, here is the time that everything that I've said has got to be proven to be right or wrong. Don't the Bible say, prove all things and hold fast that which is good? Now, if Jesus, being the vine of God, wrapped around the throne of God, brought forth eternal life to the church, and we are the branches of that vine, see, he planted Israel in Palestine. It didn't work. They become like their fruits withered away like a puff ball. It growed up overnight and gone. Showed it wasn't right. It didn't have eternal. But the fruits that's in Christ Jesus shall remain forever. They have to. And if his spirit that was on him is still alive today, it ain't a puff ball denomination. It's a living God that produces the same life that he did. You believe that? Now, it won't just puff away to all them things just for another day or something like this. If it does, you'd be puffed up this morning. It's a real, it's real life. It's a real Christ. Now, you have faith and believe. And don't you doubt one bit but what God is present to heal the sick. Now, you that don't have a prayer card, if you will pray and disbelieve with all your heart, then 
Well, then God will, God will grant to you the things that you ask for. How many believe that now? Now I want to ask you one more thing. If God will do such, now let's see if there's anybody in this line that I know. Nobody there that I know. Yes, Sister Logs tonight. Is you Sister Logs? Are you? Oh, you're not in the line. I'm, I'm sorry. I suppose those people are all strangers to me. Is that, is that right? I don't know nothing about you. Raise your hands up. Amen. Sorry. How did that happen? Just how did that happen? By just coming down and giving out a whole line of prayer cards to anybody wanting here, that even the one thing is missing. How did that happen? A complete line there. No one here no, in the tabernacle. I don't believe that ever did happen before. Now, you that doesn't have a prayer card, there was a woman who pressed through the crowd one time and touched the border of his garment. For she said, I believe him. Don't care what the priest says or anyone else, I believe him. If I can touch his garment, I'll be made whole. Do you know the story? Yeah. And she touched his garment, and he turned to her and told her that her blood issue had stopped. She, her faith had made her whole. Do you know that to be the truth? Yeah. Well, he's the same high priest this morning. Yeah. He's at the throne of God. His word, that's his branches. The word of God hooked on to the throne of God before the foundation of the world. Do you believe it? Yeah. It brought forth life, Christ Jesus. Through that life brought in branches, it brings the same life it is from the throne. Is that right? Yeah. Then he sets his root condition today as at the right hand of majesty in heaven to bring forth the same life to his church. He's a high priest that can be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. That is true, isn't it? Now you believe that with all your heart. If he does do this, how many of you sick people out there will accept it? All of you? Now, now here stands a woman that she just raised her hand that I did not know her. God knows that as far as I know, I've never seen her before. She may be even from this city. I don't know. I don't know one-third of the people anymore. The new people has moved in. I used to go downtown. I, I knew everyone. Now I don't know no one. Because it's just all moved in. I don't know the woman. She doesn't know me. But if that same life that was in that vine, that promise that the branch would bring the same line that the same life that the vine brought, he that believeth in me the works that I do shall he do also. Is that the scripture? St. John 14, 8. All right. Now, if the words he did talk to the woman at the well and told her something that was a hidden thing in her life, if that same Holy Spirit this morning will work through the church here and speak through me and tell this woman something that she's here for or something's been in her life or... Uh, something that is, she knows I don't know nothing about because if I don't know her, well, I, I don't know nothing about her. She's just standing here. But if that Holy Spirit will grant that infallibly, here's God's Word promises. Here, here we both are seeing both of us. We never know one another, never seen one another. If the Holy Spirit will reveal that, then that same life that was in that branch is still alive. Or in the vine, rather. Paul said, do the branch. May the Lord God grant it. 
Now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I take every spirit in here under my control for the kingdom of God's sake. Now, I just be real reverent, everyone. We meet for our first time, man and woman. It's something like it was in the Scripture. God permitting this, perhaps, that the people at the day of the judgment would not have no excuse if anyone would leave this morning without being planted in Christ, without knowing His goodness and His mercy, without that, would have a very small chance, I would figure, at the day of judgment when the Word has been preached. And then if His Spirit, see, there's one thing to preach something, if He's a historical God, then that's just what He's done in history. But if He really is divine and we are the branches, then the branch is just as much part, the life that's in the vine is pulsating, right? through the branch, see? So it'll have to bring forth the same thing. He promises, he that believeth in me, the works that I do, shall he also. Now, if you are sick, and I, that I don't know, but if you are sick, I could not heal you, because he's already did that. But it might be that his presence here would make you understand perfectly that he's here then that would raise your faith to accept it, see? And that's what it would do to the audience. What it would do for this woman would do for each and every one of you. Amen. I just believe that. Because he was wounded for our transgressions. With his stripes we was healed. We were way long time ago, 2,000 years ago. Salvation and healing came then. I said, what you talking for, Brother Bram? I'm seeing what the Holy Spirit will say. I don't know her. And the hardest place I ever had to have a meeting is right here. Because uh, that's what Christ said, a prophet in his own country among his own people. See? If he went into his own and many things he could not do, he walked away. Now, it's not because this little group here, that isn't it, my church, they love me and believe me, but it's the outside element and the Word of God that says so. But I, I am stalling just a moment to see if the Spirit of God will anoint me to find out that she's a spirit and she's flesh. Someday the Spirit will leave, and then the flesh will decay. The Spirit goes to the God again. Here's the Spirit too, standing here, but it's representing the body of flesh. Now if these spirits are hooked into that vine, it'll bring forth the... What was it when a spirit come before Jesus? That was something wrong with it. The spirit that was in him revealed it. See? And the woman went revealed it. She accepted it and said, You must be the Messiah. We know that when he's coming, he'll tell us these things. Peter, when he come along, he kind of wondered what Andrew was talking about. He said, He is the Messiah. And when he got to him, he said, Your name is Simon. You're the son of Jonas. <laughs> that was enough for him. He know he didn't know who he was. But he knows who you are. I don't know who you are, but he does. I don't know nothing about you, but he does. I hear it is. Now the Spirit of God is here at the altar. You knew something happened. You're here for a nervous condition. Right. You have arthritis also. That is the truth. Do you believe? I've never seen the woman in my life. Amen. Now, isn't that sweet, that real 
I know you're bound to feel them looking at you. It's like a sweet spell. You know. See a man come up to you. Your brother. You've been praying much for him. I see a younger, younger man. It uh, must be a minister. It's your son. He has a spiritual problem. You've come a long ways to get here. You come from the south, coming this way. You're from Tennessee. You're Mrs. Tabor. <laughs> Go back. You have your If Now, I never touched the woman. The Holy Spirit did that. Now that's the same, is that the same way it happened in the Bible? And that woman said, you must be Messiah. Now that don't mean me be Messiah. That means that the spirit of the Messiah is here. We're just men and women. It's the spirit of the Messiah. Now, you receive it. Be plucked up out of that old unbelief. And be planted right by him. Uh, I'd raise yourself up and say, Lord Jesus, thou being the Son of God, the high priest, Brother Branham just said, you're seated in the majesty above. You were predestinated before the foundation of the world. You were slain to bring this result that me, a halfway believer, trying to believe, might be made fully to believe. Let me touch your garment. You had me speak to me. You were in the audience. You say the same thing. For if you are the same yesterday and forever, you, you, you let me touch you with my faith, laying aside all thoughts of disbelief. Let me touch you. Yes. I believe you raise your hand too that we were strangers to each other. Yes, all right. Now, if the Lord Jesus can reveal to me something that, that's uh, wrong with you or something some way, you would believe that, that uh, this lifeline that the church is actually planted in God. Jesus said, that day you'll know that I'm in the Father, the Father's in me, and I in you, and you in me. See? It's that life of God flowing right down through the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Right down into the church, see? Makes us one. We're branches. We're representatives of His. If you believe that, that foot trouble would leave you. Would you believe it? All right. You can And your husband never be healed also. You believe he would? Yes. Of the hernia, you sir, believe it should be healed? Mm -hmm. You do. Mm -hmm. You got a daughter also. Oh, <laughs> she has a spirit of some spiritual trouble. You come from the north coming this way. You come down the highway. You're from Austin. Your name is Miss White. That's thus saith the Lord. And you need your name as well. God will be in your heart. Hallelujah. If thou canst believe all things are possible, the life of the life of Christ in the branch. Hallelujah. Uh, branch is not Branham Tabernacle. 
Branch is not William Branham. The branch is whosoever will be plucked up out of your unbelief and planted into him. I believe you raised your hand also, we were strangers. I don't know you. God does know you. You're not here for yourself. It's for the child. I see the light hanging over the child. If God will reveal to me what's wrong with your child, would you believe me to be his prophet and believe that I tell you the truth? You would. The child has a heart trouble. It's something like a valve, the doctor said. It's been examined. He wants to send it to the clinic right away. That's right. You're from here in Jeffersonville, over here on the street, Fulton Street. But that's right. And your name is Miss Burkhardt, Irene Burkhardt. Return back and believe for the baby, it'll get well. If thou canst believe, all things are possible. If you just believe. This woman sitting here, that nervous trouble. Yes, forget it. You're going home, be well. Hallelujah. Praise God. If thou canst believe. Got your hand up like this, got back trouble. You believe God will make you well? You believe really accept it? Then go home and be well. Jesus Christ makes you well. Yours is Kitty, so go ahead. You got yours too, sir. God bless you. Have faith in God. Don't doubt. Colored woman. There's two of them. Right back in the back there, a girl's on the throat, in the throat. Believe with all your heart. You believe it, lady? A little bonnet-like on the thing. You believe? Raise up your hand. All right. Go home and leave you. There's a younger woman in this. I don't know you. God does know you. You believe that he can make you well? Yes. Well, go back to New Albany, Miss Pearl Allen, and be made well. Jesus Christ heals you. You don't believe it. Have faith in God. Do you believe with all your heart? Now, isn't... Or is this everything happening? If you can just believe it, then. How do you do, sir? You believe Jesus Christ, the Son of God? You believe me to be his prophet? You believe that what I would tell you, you'd know where it's truth enough. You believe what I preached about this morning is the truth? You do believe it. You're here for a good thing. You're here to get rid of a habit. That's smoking. I see you looking at it and condemning the thing and holding it away from you. That's right. You don't, if you listen, you want prayer for your wife. She has kind of dizzy spells, like. Right? It's called up. Return to Owensboro, Kentucky, where you come from. 
Don't touch another one. Jesus Christ makes you whole. Go in the name of the Lord. You believe? Now look, this man come here. Just lay your hand on mine, mister. Here. Your back trouble's gone. It's going down here, I think, and gone. You want to go eat your dinner? The stomach trouble will leave you if you believe it. Do you believe it? Go on your road. Just praise God and say, thank you, Lord. How many believe with all your heart? God bless you. Rack up all, so you go and praise the Lord and say, thank you, Lord. You have a trouble that a lot of people out there have, nervous, makes your heart tear on, heart trouble. If you believe with all your heart out there, how many got a nervous heart and things like that? Raise your hands like that. Look out here. How could you ever call it, see? You believe with all your heart? You do too? All right. Go and be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't doubt of it to believe that what has been said to you is the truth. Believe that you are healed. You shall have what you ask for. Emma. The rest of you to the saints. How many else of you got there, son? All right, sir. How many out there needy of God? Raise up your hands and say, Look, get this. I cannot heal anybody. I am a man. If Christ was standing here, he could not heal any of you. He's laid down a program. And that program is you believe that he died for you. You can be healed by that. That's the only way. It's faith healing. Faithfully, that Christ has paid the price for you. How many understand that now? Amen. All right. How many accept that? Amen. All right. While we pray, lay your hands on one another. Lay your hands over on one another. Each one pray. Now you can go to your seat. Stop that. You know. He made what? Yeah. That's right. It's nervous condition, but it's good. Walk down through there now. See that. Praise God. You're feeling different, aren't you? Say, you see, you're standing right here. Amen. You notice how you walked off the step then without that? Amen. Right now. You're all right. Now you can go home and be well. The Lord bless you. Now, with your hands on one another. See, we haven't got much time. It's nearly noon, and they got a baptismal service yet. Surely, surely, people, the great life of God, the great Holy Spirit, who infallibly shows that he's present, shows that that life coming from the throne of God is pulsating out into the branches to show life. Don't you believe that? Then, the, no, I never healed any of these people come up here. Their faith did it because they were told something that's the truth. If you were here, it would do the same thing. Now, to you out there, he's revealing to you what you need. Now, while we pray, all together pray, you believe every word to be the truth, and watch what happens. You'll be healed. Now, you pray for the person, don't pray for yourself, pray for the person that you've got your hands on. Let that person pray for you, praying for one another. The Bible says this now, the very Bible said, the works that I do shall you also, said this, these signs shall follow them that believe. If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. Now, the God that made one promise and keeps it, if you are planted in that, by the rivers of water, it brings every divine presence of God, every promise right into your connection. You're a tree that's planted by the rivers of one water, that one water is Christ, His Holy Spirit, this healing, 
There's salvation. There's joy. There's long-suffering, meekness, gentleness, patience, all kinds of gifts laying right in that one precious name. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, that I will do. Now you pray in the name of Jesus for the person you got your hands on. I pray over all for all of you. Let the Holy Spirit is present now. Heal every person. Lord, we would ask that your kindness would continue with us. Each one is praying in his or her own way. They have seen the Spirit of the living God made just as real as it was at Galilee, just as it was when Peter came there to the shore of Galilee and Jesus told him who he was, and just as real as it was when Nathaniel came and he told him where he was the day before, just as real as it was at the gate of Samaria or at the well, surely the people could say, this is the Spirit of the living God. Lord, give faith and presence of mind and presence of the Holy Spirit that each one praying might pray for the other a prayer of faith. I'm asking now, Lord, for those who have their hands on someone, that you give them unchanging faith just now for that person. And of course, that will result back to them. Oh, let it be, Lord God, let it be. We might bring them one by one across the platform with the same results, but still it'll take a faith, a faith in the individual to believe God. And it is written, these signs shall follow them that believe. If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. Oh Lord, keep thy promise this morning to every believer. And may the Holy Ghost just now move into the bodies of these sick people and take away all sickness and diseases. May there be such a confirmation of it until the hearts of those people will jump for joy, believing that God has made them well. May they go from this tabernacle singing and rejoicing and believing that God has made them whole. May we return at another date, happy, rejoicing, testifying as hundreds could testify today around the world of your healing power. This prayer we say over this people, asking it to be so in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. May the light of God break forth and heal all. Amen. I can, I will. I do believe I can, I will, I do believe I can, I will, I do believe that Jesus heals me now. Do Raise your hand. I can, I will, I do. I will, I will.
I'd visit in people's houses and they'd cook good dinner, have to boil me a cup of hot water and set me down by a little barley broth, then with all kinds of good stuff on the table. One day I said to the Lord, I believe. I believe. Oh my. I walked down the street with my first mouth full of food in my stomach saying, I can. I will. I do believe. And try to come up. I push it back. I can. I will. I do believe. I can. I will. I do believe that Jesus Yes, that's been 25 years ago. It's been real to me since then. I'm just so thankful for it. May it be the same thing for you. God bless you. Now, they're going to have baptismal service just in a few minutes, I believe. If that is, if there's some here to be baptized, into the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If there is such people, so we'll know whether dismiss the audience or, or hold them just a little bit. Would you raise your hands if somebody is to be baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus? One, two, three, four. All right? If the women will go to this side here and the man over here for preparation, if you will, while we sing once more, I...